you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The Around the NFL podcast has a heart out at 1.30 p.m. From the Chris Wessling podcast studio, it's Around the NFL. I am a heart out in one hour. My name is Dan Hansis. Got heroes all over the place here. Mark Sessler, Greg Rosenthal, Colleen Wolf back in the building. How sweet it is. What's up, gang? Hey. What's Hello. up with you and your heart out all of a sudden? Suddenly yeah. you're, uh, you've got constrictions. I do. Diva. You have an agenda, and he's going to stick to it. Yeah, I do. I'm not in any rush. The show's going to be the show, and it's going to be excellent, as always. Um, due to a series, a confluence of events uh, and rain out, the Yankees are playing in one hour. But we're going to, you know, we're going to do this, and then I'm going to go do that. I think the difference is when I say there's a hard out because I got to be somewhere, I actually do have to do something. That but, versus, oh, wow. versus what? It's unnecessary well, just to that. that was, I don't know why you need. I, if anything, I said that I'm excited. Your Jets are doing well. I'm excited that your baseball team right. is in the playoffs for I didn't the 800th time. I didn't mean that. And as you turn a shot. around and do that. Well, we I didn't all mean took that it as a, a way. I didn't mean it as a shot. Why did I roll I mean, out of bed? <laughs> just accused of him of lying regularly. So right. that's that's oh. a shot. Did I? Well, also, sorry. every time I've suggested that I needed to go somewhere, I went somewhere. Greg, you can respond to that. I'm staying out of this. I like it when <laughs> you two guys just you get into it. You're it's rare. It's Rosenthal. rare. Uh, it is good to be with the whole gang uh, for the Tuesday show coming up. For about an hour. Well, for exactly, yeah, an hour and about three minutes. TikTok. I mean, that is what the Tuesday show is every week, to be fair. Right. You'll notice this thing will come in. At the same amount of time, or maybe even longer, because that's integrity. That's the Zeuser. <laughs> Is that your tagline? <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> like, if this thing came in Diabolical. all of a sudden at 37 minutes, like, you could you could be like, well, Dan's kind of looking out for Dan on this one. Yeah. yeah. But that's not how this is going to go. In fact, we're already kind of, yeah, we're kind of chewing the cut a little bit here up top, but that's fine. 
That, you've allowed that's us a Dan to, Hansis shout out. You've allowed you, Paul, us right. to stretch out during the intro, which <laughs> tells was... me that you do have integrity to some degree. An original point of contention, very early days on the Around the League podcast. Right. I think Dan and I would both uh, butt heads a little bit because I, I would say, like, let's get to the football stuff, and Dan would be, like, a little more chewing cud up top. That was, like, right. one of the original sort of uh, – Sounds like another forth. W for the old Zeus. I know. What's the what's the common the common um, advocacy about the opening of the show? People love it. They love the the yeah. The, they don't want to just get yeah. straight to the it's my robotics. favorite part of the show. Yeah. You know, it's it's like come for the football, but you're staying for your friends, your friends in the uh, whatever earpieces you use. Friends with integrity. Sort of a captive audience too. <laughs> they don't really integrity. have a choice. They want the football. They could just do like the forward 30 seconds thing, but that would be rude. Before we get into all the football stuff, I do now want to offer a formal apology to you, Mark, that that I've, that you don't have places to go sometimes and you just want to get out of the building as fast as possible. That is not necessarily the case. I think both <laughs> things can be I mean necessarily really took a little bit of the wind out of that. Feels apology. Like things can be can be accurate. <laughs> All right, let's get to it. Coming up on today's show, it feels like now that we're six weeks in, there are some teams, players, coaches, whatever, uh, that things have not gone to plan. So we're here, again, beacons of integrity as we are, uh, to hand out some pep talks for those who need them. That's a service, Connie. We provide it. And it's entertainment. We're great at it. Uh, also, the Thursday night football preview as we look ahead to week seven, the Saints at the Card. We got, we got Russell Wilson in primetime. Mm-hmm. And then we're going straight to Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler, Wilson, Kyler Murray, his name is, in primetime. At least they're different. We haven't seen them. They're more interesting. They're more interesting. That's progress. uh, Gotta love this season. I mean, it's a it's a minor disaster unfolding. I think that's good television. That's fair. Yeah, that only goes so far. though. It only goes so far. But they're not they're not just simply boring and bad. Right. There's an element of chaos with the Cardinals that I enjoy. Yeah, you cannot say. And maybe last week is an exception. It is uh, with the Cardinals. But for the most part, they they've had. Someone entertaining, insane games, whereas the Broncos just, like, suck suck the life out of everything. All right, let's get to the Broncos first. Let's hit the news. <laughs> hey, how about if you get a little taste of Landon Dickerson coming right down your throat? You know, I really uh, – Landon Dickerson was a guy that I vouched for ahead of the pre-draft process in uh, 2021. I thought he was a real impact player and absolutely has been. He's been a nice draft pick. Done one of the yeah. best offensive lines in football. Your right. Eagles. I am pro him. Pivot. You, you vouched for him based off of um, like the draft research that you did. And Collinsworth on a certain level does as well. You Clearly. wanted the Jets to take him. Who did they take over him? Do you remember? I think what was his twenty one? Their second round pick Ooh. was probably yeah. Uh, maybe I don't know. I forgot. A lot of things have happened since then. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. Yeah. Uh, let's get into the news. Yes, Russell Wilson and the Broncos offense once again went down. In flames on Monday Night Football. You could check out the reaction to that with Greg Rosenthal's Monday Night Football recap of the Chargers' overtime win over the Broncos. We knew Russ had a a shoulder issue going on. Now he let the uh, media know that he also has a hamstring issue, and it leaves his uh, availability for Week 7 against the Jets in question. Hmm. Uh, Greggy, 
And I think I saw it reported by Tom Pelissero, I believe it was, on our air right before we came on, that it's being labeled a significant hamstring issue. So I think this is all pointing in a certain direction uh, that could lead to Russ missing a game, perhaps more, and maybe maybe a reset for Denver in its spiraling offense. All right, their backup quarterback's Brett Rippon. I don't know about a reset. I'm surprised. I guess I will uh, hold judgment because usually if you finish a game in the NFL, you play the next game. It's just how it almost always works, and he did finish that game. Although we're going to get to another quarterback in a bit where the same case is happening in Washington. Right. Go on. That's absolutely fair, and uh, maybe a reset wouldn't be bad uh, for – Everyone involved. We're at the, the point. Brothers like, this is a video game. We could reset this. Let's do it. Reset, reset, reset. I mean, Nintendo cartridge. That said, they would fall further and further, you know, out of the mix potentially. But I don't think their quarterback play would get too much worse. We're at the point where it doesn't feel fun anymore to be hitting on how bad Russell Wilson's playing because he's he's kind of at the level. That he has a pretty strong case as the worst quarterback in the league. Like he's thir- he's in that Ooh. mix with. Whatever Baker's done this year, I guess Davis Mill. Like, I would put him below that where, like, he's struggling that much where maybe a week or two off could help things. Yeah, I've been wanting to believe in the concept of, a like, a turnaround for Russell Wilson. And, it, and the evidence we're getting becomes more grim. And I, I it sort of seems like, you know, we got all these quarterbacks that are playing t- into their 40s, and that's what they're announcing they're going to do when they're in their 30s. And I am watching Russell Wilson just wondering, like, how long does this go on for if this is the version of Russell Wilson and the body and this is what he's dealing with physically? Because it's been like every game there's an announcement about physical issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also when when you look at the fact that he said it got him in the fourth quarter and everything was like feeling good before that and it's unfortunate and I think that I knew something was up in the post-game press conference when he left out a Broncos country let's ride. He just finished uh. – his presser and walked away, so maybe this is pretty serious. Maybe he heard the feedback you from know? a week ago that Broncos uh, country, a week ago it's yeah. been months. I get it, but right. last week right. after the loss, which was the low point of the Broncos season the until this week's loss, yeah. and he did the let's ride. People gave him a lot of grief just for that, yeah. for doing it in that spot. And if nothing else, we know he's active on the socials. Oh, very. Uh, in other Broncos drama news, Melvin Gordon had his big homecoming. Uh, in Los Angeles, the team that had drafted him, did not go to plan. In fact, he was benched in the game, essentially. He ended up with three carries for eight yards, and the second half in overtime was filled with sad um, sideline shots of Melvin Gordon. Uh, Here's what he had to say in the locker room after the game. I'm not going to lie, I hurt a little today uh, watching. Um, You know, they threw up the the little clown logo with my face up there, and um, you know, I noticed it all, and uh, it sucked. It sucked. Hey, game day operation of the Chargers. Clean it up. Bad job. Clean yes. it up. I. What are you putting, especially know the situation. I don't know when in the game you're putting the clown face on Melvin Gordon, who I, I guess maybe there's some bad blood there. Were there things said in the media? I don't even know. But in general, I think the Chargers, that's a bad look. And for Gordon, especially with Connie Latavius Murray, you know, he's not a guy that's an impact player at this stage of his career. Uh, him getting a ton of carries and not doing anything had to be especially frustrating. Well, especially when Javante Williams goes down and Melvin Gordon had come into the season with Javante there, knowing that everybody wanted Javante to be the guy. Then mm. he goes down. 
So Melvin Gordon has a little bit of an opening, and I'm sure that that messed with his head, too, coming into the season just in general, having the way that the running back room is lined up. But then to go through against the Chargers like this and – he wasn't given a heads up at halftime that he wouldn't get on the field again. And all of the shots, it was just so mean spirited for them to Tough put the, the clown up there. I mean, I'm not a soft person. I love taking shots at other people, but it just felt like kicking someone when they're down. Especially very when Philly. he's like literally, what? It's very Philly, not, not L.A. It does surprise so. me that they. That you can't that get we, me with that. You can't. It surprised me that's even in their protocol that put that up there because it is your former player and like I mean he. There, I don't remember there being bad blood. Even if there was, it's like, I we we watched on the video the look on his face when he was talking to Bridget Condon. It's like, oh, this is actually a human being. I keep forgetting about that. And right. you're clowning him in front of, of a stadium of people. What's how Craig, funny he, was it? He lost four fumbles, and that's the reason why he's in the doghouse. So he does have culpability why he's not playing. And I don't even think, like, it's on the coaching staff to have a sit-down in the middle of the game to say, hey, you're not playing anymore. Uh, but well, because they might have used him again. Right. But, that's another option. But also it, just sitting and waiting and, I, and not hearing your number at all in that spot. Yeah. Like, well, I, they're, the they're, empathy I have for yeah, him. Yeah, I do too. I, I think they might say, maybe not on record, that the way he was – there without his helmet on on the sidelines was maybe contributing to him not getting back in the game. Kind of like making a little bit of a scene. Yeah, because do you see that normally? Because there's a lot of players that aren't playing. They they generally are kind of sitting there where they're waiting to go, and he was disappointed. He was heartbroken, I think, that he was benched pretty early in the game. It was in the Mm -hmm. first half. And then he he sits there like that as if, like, I'm not going to go back in, and then they didn't use him again. It's weird, though, because he had 100 three yards last week right. from scrimmage, and he didn't fumble yeah. uh, last week. And that was a great interview by Bridget Condon. That was exclusive. So that good. was on NFL yeah. Network, and it was about two minutes long. She took the time to really ask him and wasn't afraid in a tough tough situation, good and job. that was only Condon. her. So like, the follow-ups spot. were really good. Right, right. Um, let's move off the – even though Bridget did amazing work, let's move off the Broncos because it's just kind of a sad topic. Uh, <laughs> it's really bringing me down. And now something more, um, you know, energizing. Carson Wentz has to have surgery on his finger. Uh, he's going to miss time. The commander's quarterback is facing a four- to six-week recovery period, according to Ian Rappaport, after fracturing his finger. And he did. He finished that game. He, it was on the follow-through of a pass that smacked the hand of another player, played through it, obviously was in discomfort, uh, Mark. Uh, but now he exits the lineup. And kind of similar to the Russell Wilson situation, where the commanders are right now, not the worst time for a break and, and see what Heineke can do uh, with Sam Howell, the rookie, waiting in the wings. Yeah, I mean, I think for it's been a rough um, season for a lot of offenses in general, and I think it's definitely plagued the viewer. And for those of us that watch every team, um, the Commanders have becoming they've been well. I mean, no, you nailed it. You just you do. doing your job, we're literally Mark. just doing what we're supposed to be doing. I mean, I'm a professional. They be- become a visually um, less appealing entity weekly on offense, and I, I, I got to imagine underneath it at all. Sometimes, oh yeah, I want to get out there and play on a competitor. There's got to be times like if you're Carson Wentz, you're thinking, I'm good taking four or five weeks off from <laughs> I this can't. disaster. I don't. <laughs> That's kind of the old Sessler thing where you were like, you know, put me in a hospital for four weeks, nothing too serious. Just like a but light just get me off the grid. Accident. Well, it needs to, it is, yeah. that needs to a light build hospitalization. That, that needs to build sympathy too, where it's like, yeah. you know, this guy. A gamer. I, mean, I can't it, believe he's not in the He was again. the number 16 ranked quarterback on Mark Sester's QB. I don't think he's been terrible, week. first of all. That was shocking to me. I don't think he's been that terrible. That speaks I'm about the you. landscape of the, the league. Also, as much like the as thing when you say, I would have had him much to, lower. You have to look at though. Like you look at the, the rest of that list after you get to like five or seven, it's a disaster. You know what I'm thinking? 
You know what I'm thinking? Greg, the originator what? of the QB index. Mark has taken over and done great work so far. How about a little special episode of Around the NFL? Mm, a QB index special. That would be fun. Oh, I, that's a good idea. We could do that. I like that idea. I mean, sort I'm not going to do it, but you guys should yeah, do it. Yeah, I like that idea it. sort of as, right a, after this. as a surprise <laughs> drop, but yeah. now it's no longer a surprise. <laughs> oh, well, we could edit it out, so we still have the power. I think either way is good. Yeah. People don't know when it's going to come. No, they don't know. Well, be on the lookout for it. They're going to be ready. People are rearranging their schedules now. What a surprise. <laughs> More ATN for everyone. Conduct content coming. Uh, Heineke, right. by the way, is a little bit of an interesting choice. I thought they might go with Sam Howell. I mean, I don't they say Sam Howell, depending on where they are in a couple of weeks. But I get not, it. You know? They're 2-4. They're, they're certainly not giving up of – you know, making the playoffs, and they think Heineke's more ready right now than they had Howell. some success with him. Maybe yeah, uh, sure. Terry McLaurin looks better with him. I don't know. It's just like a less expensive Carson Wentz who might be better than Carson Wentz. In other news, Greg, you got a guy. His name is Tariq Wool, and he came down with the game clinching interception for the Seahawks in a win over the Cardinals. As he came down, he landed on Marquise Hollywood Brown and Busted up his foot or an ankle, something down there. Not good. He's out at least six weeks. So bad news for the Cardinals. Uh, he's been really one of their only bright spots on offense. And right, of course, when DeAndre Hopkins is coming back, the team pivoted quickly and traded for Robbie Anderson, the uh, disgruntled wide receiver who was last seen being booted off the sideline by the Panthers uh, with Steve Wilkes over there in the interim role. So out goes Brown for a month and a half. In comes Robbie Anderson, Connie, and as well as DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe, just maybe, uh, the Cardinals get a little more juice to their vertical attack. I'm dying to know what was said between Robbie Anderson and the receivers coach. Like, I mm. I know that I probably will never find out this information. <laughs> However, I'm searching for it, and I'm working my sources. Oh, and I'm trying I to like find it. out because it's kind of crushing me. But... To see him get sent off the field and then traded, like, not even, was it 24 hours later? To yeah, it's pretty unprecedented. Arizona. Quick turnaround. I mean, something ridiculous had to have been said. And obviously, they had been, I'm pretty sure, shopping him before that. So that was just the last kind of straw. But the Cardinals, I'm not sure how much it's going to help Robbie Anderson arriving there. They have DeAndre Hopkins coming back this week. We'll get into the, the preview coming up against the Saints. Yeah, I, I, I know Robbie Anderson a little bit, not personally, but from his time with the Jets. He's a mercurial guy. He's uh, He loves ball, obviously, but can get frustrated. Uh, I saw it in New York, saw it and how it ended in Charlotte. I'm a little concerned, uh, Sestog, that you send him to Arizona and it's a pretty dysfunctional offense there that you might end up seeing more sideline shots of a frustrated Robbie Anderson mm. in the desert. And it's possible because I think the it's uh, the timing of his meltdown in Carolina, you know, days after Matt Rule, his college coach at Temple, with mm -hmm. the one reason he was there, I think, to begin with, yeah. or was still there, um, was intriguing. But I, d I think if if you're the Cardinals, I know everyone was just killing them when they traded for him initially. And it's like, look at I'm. They were killing the Cardinals. There were, I just saw it's people a logical out there kind of, move. It's, it's I'm saying they really like, didn't even give like, up anything. They're not giving up on their season at least. You no, you went and got someone that can help you uh, uh, on the outside as a deep threat. I mean, that's that's necessary. You get DeAndre Hopkins back. Let's you might get works. a little honeymoon, uh, Robbie Anderson. You know what I mean? Mm. You get a little like I know I need to have some production here to keep my career going. He's out uh, in the desert. Robbie Anderson. The weather's nice. He he had a rough year uh, a year ago, too. I. 
I think, and, and I hate to uh, say this because I think A.J. Green's one of the most underrated players of his generation and will have a legitimate Hall of Fame case uh, just because of his sure. all pros. He's the least effective receiver in the NFL right now, by far in terms of yards per route run. He's basically a starter, and he has 56 yards on the season. And yeah. they've, sent, they, they've sent him like 27 targets, and he has 56 yards out of those targets. Some of that's on the scheme, but it's, it's not happening you know anymore. Think, so Greggy? any way to get him off the field I think is, is probably yeah. going to help them. You know what I think, Greggy? Yeah. I think A.J. Green was basically right in that class with Julio Jones for about eight years or so, maybe just a tick below. But he fell off so precipitously, I don't think he's a Hall of Fame guy which is not taking anything away from AJ because, but he was so awesome. He was a slam dunk for the first eight years, but this has been a close, a tough close to his also career. wideouts. It's getting tougher and tougher to seven. Crack the code yeah. There. Yeah. It's a little, I, I tend to agree with you, so I'm not going to argue uh, in <laughs> other news. Rejoice Texans fans. Anybody know a Texans? fan? Yeah. I mean, well, Seth, really? we know Seth Payne on yeah, this Seth show. Payne. I mean, he's more, more of a media. Is he, is he more a media guy or a Texan? I think he's I think he, you, it's a combination I, of the, of the I two. I feel like we You had, answered so confidently, and then you named a guy that works in the Houston media. <laughs> well, but he is a, he is a fan. I was, I was also thinking of Stephanie Stradley, who is a longtime fan and kind of a media member, too, but she's sort of like a fan like media a member. I, I, don't, I would not say like it's some like... Like Sam a Cardinals fan. Right. When you go there, to a sports bar, it's probably like got the lowest team you see like jerseys for. The sad... Well, Tiffany Simons, a former coworker of mine who I was very close to went there to a go. wedding big Texas. we're really fan. scraping the <laughs> no I mean here. she was great <laughs> and uh, there was someone <laughs> in our old newsroom I just remember one oh, that time guy, uh, yeah. like where they gave him. away the hats yeah. and I had a Texans right. hat it's like, oh, the, the people, you don't need to know their names. So that's why. <laughs> Who are those people? Oh, just the hat, the hat giveaway guy. You know, I, I don't need to know his uh, name. Mark Perez is a big uh, Texans fan. Why are we doing this? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the Texans. Well, now we're talking how the sausage gets made. Oh. <laughs> You're going to hear from like your oh, best boy. friends in life that are all Texans fans, and you don't even know it. Uh, certainly. And I have deep Texan ties uh, with you my do. wife, but there are no Houston Texans fans. The team, but there are many. And that's what I was trying to say. They're celebrating because the team announced on Monday that they have parted ways with Executive Vice President of Football Operations, Jack Easterby, a longtime favorite of the Sizzler. Here is the missive from Cal McNair, chair and CEO of the Texans. I met with Executive Vice President of Football Operations. Just call him Jack. And we have mutually agreed to part ways, I'm sure. For the remainder of the season, effective immediately, his responsibilities will be absorbed. So, Corpo, by our football operations staff, we acknowledge Jack's positive contributions and wish him and his family the best in the future. That's what I want to say to my son, Jack, when he gets on my nerves. Like, I want to thank you for your contributions to <laughs> yes. his family yeah. and wish you the best of luck in the outside world, outside of my home. Um... You're kicking your child out? Well, you know. If necessary, that's sometimes, where, how you would frame that. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Dogs can't really talk back, Connie. That's but why I love them. But eight-year-old boys, they can. Um, love you, Jack. He doesn't listen. Mark, uh, Easterby, we learned after the fact, had mostly been stripped of his powers in the past year. Uh, but still, he was kind of a sore point for an organization that's kind of been in transition for a couple of years. Now. I think it's just interesting to see the 
overwhelmingly overt response to what unfolded. I think Andre Johnson, who really, you know what, when you get bad management and they don't know what to do with um, star players from the past, you see that you see them vanish from like events for half a decade. I mean, Andre Johnson basically said, ever since Jack Easterby walked into that organization, nothing good has happened. Jalen Strong, another ex-Texan, <laughs> wow. had very strong words. John McClain, the legendary longtime yeah, let's get, let's Houston beat writer. Take a look at the tweet for the people watching the show. On this video. is all you need to know. Yeah. Go ahead, read it, Marky. Uh, well, I wish I could read that from here, but oh. I, oh. I, I, I don't have Whoa, good ones. those are huge I didn't mean letters. to expose you and, uh, you, you know, the eyes. You uh, we no, need to get you I, an I, I'm happy to read it. Oh, Someone I know. Can yeah, read let's it. flash <laughs> it up again. I can read it off this, actually. <laughs> oh, all right. All right I said the before the season, I thought this would be Jack Easterby's last with the Texans. Had no idea he'd be fired during the season. As reported by Adam Schefter, they'll be rejoicing throughout the All right, now cover one eye and read the other one, the next one. <laughs> Firing Easterby is one of the best decisions in the eye. history of Houston sports. If the McNair family wants to make another great decision mm-hmm. that'll be met with 100% approval, they should bring Andre Johnson back into the organization. He was Easterby's most outspoken critic. I love me some McLean. He is a uh, legend uh, amongst Baylor folk. Uh, again, my Texan connections, I've spoke with him. Good dude. He's respected and plugged in on that scene. So that is just a snapshot of people wanted Easterby out of the bu- building, a former chaplain turned football man, and it just, I guess, never made sense for a lot of people. He was a like power-hungry like striver, a riser, who for about one month two years ago dominated this podcast. I mean, do you remember that? There was like a whole yeah. month of to just... the point where conversations were had with certain figures connected to the Mark show. Mark was told to back off a I little bit. I was told to stop <laughs> tweeting about Jack Easterby. You were walking in the, the parking lot late at night and a guy in a trench coat stepped out of the shadows and said, quit it with the Easterby. Essentially, he, that's essentially He threw the happened. cigarette down, stamped it out, and just walked back into then the darkness. Then he took my glasses and threw I, it out the parking lot. I loved it. Flat. I loved it because Mark had a, a visceral anger about what Easterby was doing and it was it made for great content well you said it he's a striver he named himself GM at some point with zero football I, background okay the, I just I love the ever like the word choice of rejoicing everyone is rejoicing the fact that they are just so happy and <laughs> a 100 percent approval rating yeah. well the crazy yeah. thing it was it was like he was brought in as a team chaplain and when you watch his videos that he would speak to the team it's all about love and forgiveness and treat you know it, it, and treating everyone fairly and then these are the reports that come about him he was most interesting to me though because he was a great example of a guy who had a lot of national reporters in his pocket and it was very easy to see that and they were very quiet this week when this happened they just reported the news they sort of just put it out there but if you go to two to three years ago there were a lot of little pushback we implore you to no i'm just saying that there was just like this is what he's done and this is like what you know he's done and it was just a very interesting look at like if you've got some reporters in your pocket i think that helped him get higher in the football game that's all hey sessler Jack Easterby, forget the name. You never heard of the guy. <laughs> Footsteps. Walking. It's not it's, far it's from It's Frank Signetti. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in other news, finally, Todd Bowles. We know what happened with Brady. Hey, Connie, we talked about it on the Power Rankings podcast, mm-hmm. which everybody should check out uh, this week, that Bill Belichick, who had another master class um, on Sunday in Cleveland, beating up on his old team, the Browns, and tying – uh, George Hallis in the career wins ranking. He didn't go nope. to Robert Kraft's wedding and he works for the Patriots. Tom did. And it became a big story. 
and uh, he missed the Saturday walkthrough and then was uncharacteristically erratic in his passing and another frustrating Tampa loss. Todd Bowles uh, went to the media and had to answer to questions about whether Tommy gets preferential treatment. He works as hard as anybody, you know, special treatment. There's been a few guys that missed some meetings and some practices for some special thing that just doesn't get publicized because they're not him. So it kind of comes with the territory. You, you don't worry about it too much. Greg, Todd's right here. Of course he gets preferential treatment. He's Tom Brady. Right. And I don't think Tom Brady missing practice had anything to do with, like, why they lost or why they're the worst rushing you know, team in the NFL and why their guard can't tackle and why Tom Brady is like letting go of the ball too quickly. But uh, every it, this is another place where just bad vibes. No one's having fun there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I That seems true. They're not fun to watch. Um, it is bad vibes. I don't think that the fact that he went to like Robert Kraft's wedding and probably had like a glass of milk there um, has a major impact on <laughs> he his play. He doesn't drink milk. There's no way. Well, right. That's the wrong, but, but not a non-alcoholic drink. I just, to me, it's kind of like, if you want to say he doesn't have preferential treatment or a huge voice inside the organization, why is Bruce Arians watching games <laughs> from a box 45 yards up north of the of the seats? I was thinking about Bruce Arians this morning when this story popped into my head about how, okay, well, Bruce Arians is kind of like freelancing his assignment more or less. The fact that he's not the head coach anymore, mm-hmm. but we really don't know what he's doing, but he is some type of figure within the organization. And then it's like, well, Tom Brady's also been taking like certain liberties that you normally wouldn't see with a starting quarterback, especially Brady. And I wondered to myself, like, would Brady be doing this on a different team at a different time in his life? Or has he gotten to the point where he's kind of like, all right, well, you know, I'm Tom Brady. I am getting special treatment. That's partly why he left the Patriots. That's the whole thing. I don't have to retire to have my personal life, too. If he was still on the Patriots and Bill wasn't going to the wedding, Tom wasn't going to go to the Mm -hmm. wedding either. He wanted to have some more freedom to make his own life choice. Anyway, um, developing news. What? Amazon and the National Football League announced today, Tuesday, that in 2023, Prime Video will exclusively stream a newly scheduled Black Friday game. The Friday after Thanksgiving Day, the first ever NFL Black Friday game will take place Friday, November 24th, 2023. Already stated there. With the expected kickoff of 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, the participating teams will be announced when the 2023 schedule is released. Mark, your reaction. Uh, the league has zero ability to chill out on its own um, branding and expansion. I mean, that said, it is a masterful move because think about, I don't know, um, beside the fact that holidays don't really exist if you cover the league, that doesn't matter. If you're a fan, you're probably sitting at home if you're in America. Oh, they exist. We just work during them. Right. Sure. Yeah. But you're just sitting at home with a bunch of tired, bloated relatives. You're telling me a football game is going to come on at noon Pacific? Thank you. Yes, I'll be watching yeah, but you, that. So will you, everyone else. If you hosted Thanksgiving, mm. you have an entire refrigerator of leftovers just waiting. And Thanksgiving leftovers are better than Thanksgiving Day. So then you get football and leftovers. It's a great pitch. Right. Yeah, I know? think, yeah, the only thing, because we've been working inside <laughs> the machine for so long, I, I feel bad for, you know, there are a lot of league employees and media people that get 
pulled into this one. Otherwise, maybe you'd be spending your Friday with – it's usually a nice quiet day after Thanksgiving. But otherwise, as a football fan, that's cool. That'll be nice. That's a good little spot. Like this year, we have something amazing, which is the World Cup England-USA match the day after Thanksgiving. This is not being played. This game, obviously, will be next year when there will be no World Cup Well, there's also the Friday Fun Show. That's a big uh, Friday uh... (laughs) – Maybe we're not doing What's the Friday Fun song? Show that year. I don't that week. Maybe you're on song. location. What's the Friday Fun Show theme song again? It's like Black ding, ding, Friday game. Ding, ding, Does it? Do we have a theme song? Oh, you mean the tick down like song as we as the what? viewers wait to join? You don't know that we have a theme song for the Friday Fun I Show? I thought that was more just um like a library selected like waiting for the show to begin kind of thing, which I guess I mean, is it's what the a theme same song is. one each time. But then though. our show starts and there's a theme song. I, for and it know, sounds you know like exactly the, like going back. The Friday bad, Fun Show right. is especially not, not important your, to Mark. Is it? Yeah. Well, he is dialed in on the music library. I, I gotta library. tell you, like I, I, there are 98% of the shows that we do I have mm. no memory of. Uh, that's what's <laughs> happening in the news. That sounds like a nice pull for a sound drop. Let's take a break, and we will hit pep talks for those who need them. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right. We're back. We have a responsibility, Colleen, Mm -hmm. to help people in need. And it is the holiday season's right around the corner, so this is fitting that we'll kick it off by delivering some pep talks for people who could use them in the NFL. Get us going. Okay. This is great because I'm just naturally inclined to give pep talks. I like to pick people up when I see that they're feeling down. Mm -hmm. So this is my department. Um, So this one goes to a fan base that's really been through some tough times. Okay. A lot of commanders in Washington, D.C. in the Pentagon. (laughs) So, you know, in fact, when I try and remember back, 
it's tough. The last time the Commanders fans were genuinely happy, I'm not even sure when that was. It's got to be at least like two name changes uh, ago. Bill Clinton was the president. Maybe. Maybe, maybe George that. W. Bush so, or Herbert Walker. Commanders fans, I know all of your wins, well, all two of them, can sometimes feel like losses. But you're built for this after five losing seasons and, and you know, more before that. But <laughs> – you Jeez. are a resilient group <laughs> with plenty to be optimistic about. Your pass rush is top three in the NFL in sacks. Brian Robinson, he's back. He has a chance to be a serious difference maker in the run game. Um, Carson Wentz, he threw a shoulder at Roquan Smith. That was cool. But shoot, you know, Carson Wentz is out for four to six weeks. But sure. Taylor Heineke <laughs> is coming back, guys. <laughs> And that could mean that this offense is coming back. He might get things running again, commanding again, looking great again. I've always been told, embrace competition because it only makes you stronger. Unless you're in the NFC East because uh, they're taking a dirt nap today. Forget about the 27 (laughs) penalties in three games. Things will get better. I know it. And, And if they don't, I have a gift from the bottom of my heart. I'm going to send you some of my paper bags because I don't need them oh, anymore. Oh, my God. This is so and petty. I believe in recycling. <laughs> I love it. I think that we all should do that. So mm. let's together take command, guys. You are slightly evil. Wow. You are a, a, a petty, uh, to them, <laughs> those people, monster. I think you're wonderful. Thank you. I accept like, the petty compliment. This is my department. I love, um, I love Colleen Petty pu- and the Heartbreakers. Like punching down. This isn't to some proud Only organization that's mm-hmm. you know on hard times. This is to uh, beaten, lost fans who barely know what to do with themselves at this point. That's I think the vitriol and the backhanded like hissing there. Um, it's great. If it was going towards members of the front office, uh, I would be like, yeah, go for it. But it's kind of like just like being mean to a puppy. Those fans yeah. are just. I love it. I Listen, <laughs> you know, I love puppies and right. I'm trying to help the puppies. Mm. So. Sounds like you're like putting them in I a I feel like I'm love. Really high. You, you got a tough love, yeah. guys. Um, all right. Wow. Greg, how about you? <laughs> okay. Um, I get any, <laughs> good job, Connie. I get I any more it. music? I like, I like that. Yeah, that is. That music. does help. That yeah. was good. A little yeah. uplift. All right. I'm going to talk to directly to my guy, uh, Tom Brady. 15 more games, Tommy. He's done this for 23 seasons, 369 starts. You've sacrificed so much, but there's no looking back. There's no looking forward either. There there's, are no reverse gears. There's only where right you, where do you look? now. Right now. Right now. This is all that matters. Like maybe in hindsight, blowing up the personal life uh, for this last go around. Like it's a, it's a lot to handle. Um, <laughs> like that, that contract with Fox, like. Okay, maybe playing grab ass with weird. Terry Bradshaw is not worth $25 million a year, but wh- whatever. Focus. Pay attention <laughs> to now. The storm is behind you. The endless days of searching is in front of you, and it's all the more reason to drink in the now. On the field is where you are whole. Like, maybe ease up on those offensive linemen. Yeah, they're playing pretty well other than Gadecki. Like, maybe maybe have that guy benched. Uh, then, you know, apologize for yelling at him. Trust your protection more. Uh, be willing to hold the ball. Be willing to take a hit. There's only one season left. Be willing to let Mike Evans go make a play. Stop throwing a Scotty Miller. That's never going to happen. It's never going to work. Get Gronk to come back just for red zone targets. Accept that Leonard Fournette 
is probably never going to turn into Jerome Bettis. Like, expect less. You've got a good defense. <laughs> you've got a hand-picked play caller. You've got 15 Sundays, including the Super Bowl, to live simply and fully on a football field until life grabs your shoulders a little tighter. Uh, watch it. Like you're you're doing it again. Just right now, stick this landing. You were an MVP a year ago. You were gonna be the one that never did gradually decline. Wow. Make that monster hands this right. You have 15 <laughs> games to make it all right, to feel like a god again, to make this slow start a preface to another sports stock that not most people probably won't finish, but 15 starts, and then you start worrying parts. about everything else. Very good. Oh my goodness. Very good, Greg. That was great. Very was that, was I sensed a trope alert there. Were you telling Tom Brady to <laughs> simplify his life? I, I was just saying, like, there's there's noise and disaster behind you, in front of you. But right Purify. now, on the mm -hmm. field is like mm -hmm. where you are, Tom Brady, where you're a god. Simplify that's all that matters. Very the bad. life playbook. Trope alert. Just yeah. focus just on that's trope it. That's the it. moment. Be present. It's nice. That's tough love. I know he's an important figure to you. It was holistic. That's what I want. Out. That's that what I want. Are we seeing a little bit of gradual decline this year? Well, that's what I am fearing. Yeah. That's I, what's what I want. I want the landing to be stuck. He could have done it. Last year was close enough. Almost. All right. I will give a pep talk to Kirk Herbstreet. Uh, surprising, I know. The I'm intrigued. Color man of Thursday Night Football, presented exclusively by Amazon. NFL Plus, man. <laughs> Unmobile. Yeah, Unmobile only. Um, I want to talk to you, Kirk, about Al. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Al Michaels, of course, uh, who is a treasure, but also is entering a phase of his public and most likely his private life that appears to be putting you in a difficult position. Uh, to put it bluntly, he is a soon-to-be 78-year-old loose cannon who could use the gentle guidance of a friend or a colleague he respects. If, you, if you're like me, you had a grandfather or two who reached the stage of life. You know, they pop the hood on the mainframe and flip the <laughs> switch to DGAF. Uh, you might be wondering at this moment why I'm not giving this pep talk to Al himself. But that would be missing the core element of the issue. There's nothing I can say that will do anything to dissuade Al Michaels from wandering in a wildly cavalier manner into naughty sociological matters like gender, race, politics, power dynamics of the most influential figures in the civilized world. Has he brought up religion yet? Um, probably. Al is going to talk about this stuff. Al going to shoot from the hip. And it's going to put him and perhaps all of us, we don't know how high, how high this can go, <laughs> in grave danger. All I ask Kirk is that you talk to him, you take him to Moon Shadows in Malibu, you have three cocktails, get a driver, and let him know that he is in the victory lap, kind of like Tom Brady, of an unparalleled broadcasting career. We'd hate to see it end with an unceremonious dismissal or even worse, a missing persons report. 77-year-old man last seen challenging Jeff Bezos on his own network. Wow. That, that I, same I figure that, that popped up to warn Sessler is going to be warning Al Michaels.
I don't know if Al Michaels would listen to anyone yeah. at this point, um, including Herb Street, but he does. He it's does spend better chance time than with us, Herb right? Absolutely. He does. He does engender certainly a, better chance than me. Respect. He seems yeah. like a very calm individual. He, I also would say, like, get some sleep, Kirk. His his uh, schedule is 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 brutal right now. All right, he's but got the game has, Sunday, Saturday night. He he's got the game day. He's, he's listen, got Thursday. He it's also July. called uh, multiple streams of income. So there is no, some, that's great. He know, made his yeah. decisions. I'm sure he's happy with them. He sleeps on a pile of money, I'm sure, Kirk. But he, <laughs> we need his help, basically. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Mark, before we get to Thursday night football and the Saints and Cardinals, I think you had a pep talk to share. There is a link to uh, TNF. Um, and so I want to talk to Kyler Murray. And you know, I feel like we've talked to Kyler Murray a lot, but sometimes people need to just you need to stick with him. You can't just say, "Oh, I've talked focus, to you once focus. three months ago." You're days away from an island game. The entire country, multiple countries, multiple nations, <laughs> kingdoms, the Hague, the Netherlands will be zoned in on. <laughs> it's you they're coming to see. So which will which you will they see? Which Cardinals team? Are there multiple versions of you? Other versions? Is there another Cardinals team within? Beyond what you've gifted us with so far? A disorganized, melting product on offense that looks entirely unsure of what it wants to be? I've seen the studies. Studies that I dismiss about how your play ebbs and flows depending on whether Call of Duty has staged a gaming event the weekend of the game. Now, this season alone, the Call of Duty Max Double XP weekend in Vanguard or Warzone unfolded. The Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 beta weekend unfolded. Oh, shoot. The Call of Duty Warzone double XP weekend all unfolding during this football season. But here's the thing. You can go game all you want. It probably does affect, but I can't control that the same way we can't control Al Michaels. I don't really think it has much to do with you, the player. But you, the player, and you as part of this offense are wanting. You are wanting. Ouches. Crumble to the Saints and very real changes are coming to this organization, and you are the asset they will cling to. What is it they're clinging to? Who is Kyler Murray? Come show us. Come show us who you are on TNF, exclusively on Amazon Prime. Right. Or <laughs> and NFL Plus. NFL Plus. And, and NFL Plus. Only mobile, though. Black Friday and game mobile. coming 2023. Master yeah. Bezos, we hope we have <laughs> given you joy. Made you proud. Great job, Mark. Really nice. I, you Thank know, these you. pep docs were... Um, negative at times. The commanders one. I don't you know, know what you're talking about. Like, oh, that uh, was just an attack. And even the the, the Kyler one is definitely hitting him with well, some hard truths. That was hard love. Yeah, it was tough. tough. Love. I mean, we've Collins tried. To was, I guess with, Tom. With I gave Tom yeah. some yeah. tough love. But Con was, Petty and the Heartbreakers over here. But right. that well, was that was I had tough ten love. minutes to write it before this started. <laughs> so get off my back. <laughs> it was great. It was amazing. I, it was just the tone I I wanted. Good see. That's how so I show is. love. I don't it know any other way. It, all I want is a Philly mean. girl. <laughs> We've done twelve hundred and thirty-seven shows. All I'm looking is for true? is a surprise, and mm-hmm. that that was that was a surprise. I got you. All right, let's um, take a break and then hit Thursday night football. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, here we go. <laughs> I love this game. I don't care that they're both doing fun. I'm sure you do. Well, you love every game. No, Greg. I just no, that's not true. But this they're interesting to enforce to me. All right. The Saints, okay. I'll buy that. I'm in on that. And we don't know who's uh, the quarterback as of right now. Probably Andy Dalton. He was taking the first team reps on Tuesday. There you go. So most likely Andy Dalton will make his fourth start for the Saints when they travel to Glendale, Arizona, to face the Cardinals, a team, as you just heard with Mark, that really needs their quarterback to step up. But it's, you know, Connie, it's not just on Kyler, of course. It's on the coaching and the scheme and an offense that just has no explosiveness to it, despite having a highly explosive quarterback. Robbie Anderson's in the building. We'll see how much he can give them on this short amount of time getting ready for his first game. Probably just run some – go deep. A couple of those. Go routes. Just but, yeah, go. Uh, here you go. Saints uh, and Cardinals in primetime. And a reminder, this TNF preview is presented by Prime Video, the new exclusive home for Thursday night football. Yeah. Look, the I mean, we've covered the Cardinals – problems but the offense like specifically the decisions that are being made when this team gets into even like field goal territory they're still going for it on fourth down and they're they're leaving all of these points on the field because they're not converting I mean they didn't convert on three fourth downs against Seattle in field goal territory so that's points on the field and then the defense is having to play from behind and they can't sustain that either. So when you have uh, your kicker missing extra points, I mean, there's just problems top to bottom. I don't know how much DeAndre Hopkins is going to help the team. Maybe he comes back and everything is like, you know, working fine, even with Marquise yeah. Brown out. He was but, a little up and down last year, but right. had some ups. And got busted for using performance enhancing drugs. So now that's hypothetically, out of his system, so his performance is no longer being enhanced as a age 30 mm. wide receiver. Just a general why, Mark. No, I think that's 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 fair. I mean, Rondale Moore's been used a ton. In theory, I'd see if, if Hopkins, you got a good version of Hopkins, 
let's say Robbie Anderson does simple things and hits the ground running, and Rondell Moore is used creatively. I like the idea and of Ertz them. And is, you know, and Ertz, Ertz is I mean, like, they've just been such a, we talked about on Sunday, such a horizontal passing attack. I mean, Carla Murray, like, in that last game, had, like, a 4.5 yards per attempt or something. It's it's absurd. They're not using these players correctly. And this this is a chance for the offense to turn around. I don't know if it's going to happen against the Saints defense, but uh, I've just seen how disorganized they are. If you're Cliff Kingsbury, you came into this league and no one knew what we were going to see. And it was successful out of the gate. But you've been proven incorrect that you're bringing something that's special and sustainable. So... Murray's averaging 5.8 yards per attempt. That's one of the lowest of any quarterbacks in the league. It's by far the lowest of his career. Mm. And I thought it was interesting. He told the broadcast team last week, I want to start running this week. And then he ran for 100 yards, and it was so helpful. And it was a a big part of the offense, some scrambling, some design runs. And before that, in five games, he had run for 123 yards. It's just like everything seems... Erratic. Like, okay, let's have Kyler start running again. It's just like there's not uh, great planning. Now, this matchup could work. They they did lose Justin Pugh for the season, who's one of their starting offensive linemen. Rodney Hudson hasn't been playing lately, and their offensive line really struggled against Seattle. They've been up and down this year, but they really struggled a week ago, and now they have more injuries. They're going up against the Saints, who are now 19th in DVOA on defense. They're just average. Like, it is not working. The secondary, we killed them for trading uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who your Eagles are loving right Mm -hmm. now after a couple picks. It just felt like a disorganized move of hubris. And their secondary went from total team strength to weakness so fast. And some of that's injuries. Maybe they get back Marshawn Lattimore, but some of it's just personnel. Tyron Matthew is struggling the, the team doesn't tackle really that well. I think the Cardinals should be able to move the ball. The The Saints offensive or defensive line has been erratic too. Like some games, Cam Jordan looks amazing. Old school Cam Jordan. Marcus Davenport had a good week last week. But they're a team you can run on too. So I'd, I'd expect to see a lot of those little scoots. Those little Kyler Murray scoots. Which, is, which are fun to watch. Like when you watch them run for 100 yards last week, you're like, oh, let's do more of this. That was amazing. Yeah. Mark, your thoughts. I mean, I provided some previous. No, I thought you but had some more. No, I think, like, if anything, the Cardinals. So that first that, week. That Yankees game is starting in I a know, couple minutes. I, I'm, I'm concerned with your time, but uh, oh their defense. I don't have Cardinals any major things to add. Better. Like, they've yes, not given up over well. 23 points since that week one destruction against the Chiefs. And I think that's something you can point to. J.J. Watt's been pretty good. Buda Baker, Zach Allen. Like, they've got some pieces. And I think the Saints' offense has been erratic to it. The one thing that's working a little bit with, if it's Dalton in there, he's getting the ball to Kamara a lot in the through the air, and there's that that's that was not happening with Jameis Winston. But they're missing, they're missing a ton of guys on offense. How right many now. of these wide receivers are are they going to have back? Because Michael Thomas and Jarvis four. Landry have not practiced. They're um, they're going to be out. Andres Pete is out. Adam Troutman, your tight end. I don't know. Is Sean Lattimore playing? They still move the offense, though. Right. They scored 26 points against a really good defense without their top four receivers. Actually, Andy Dalton, I think, has played even better than, like, the Dalton line that Mm. you would have expected. I I think Saints fans are like, okay, because there's an argument whether you play Jameis or Dalton. This has been a better version of Dalton than I expected, but it's been in in a tough spot. And like Mark said, it's actually a tough matchup this week, and the the Cardinals have been playing better. There's more – yeah, it does seem like the jigsaw puzzle of this offense for New Orleans. It makes a little more sense with Dalton in concert with Taysom Hill. I kind of like that vibe. I think I'd be surprised if they went away from it. Um, 
But this is also I am just concerned. I gotta say I'm concerned about the Cardinals at the state their state on a short week, uh now trying to add a wide receiver and Olave also, probably will return, by the way. Okay, that's, that's, that's good. one coming back. Bringing back DeAndre Hopkins. I just don't trust the Cardinals not to look like a mess in this game and be disjointed trying to put these pieces together on a short week. I hope I'm wrong. Just talked about Al Michaels. Part of the reason he's going nuts is because, you know, all these games are so uh, up and down and, quite frankly, bad, in my opinion, these last two weeks. I think the Saints have a, a good matchup here. I think the Saints, it's an important game for them. They've lost four Is he going to do it? To start the season, mm. I will not be locking up oh, the card. I don't like I actually to lock thought up about Thursday it. night. Thursday night's too wonky for me. I like to stay away typically. But Also, it ruins think, your like going into the weekend. You've already lost your lock. Like, What are you doing? Well, that's Unless why they win. Right, that's thinking negatively. Right. Why I know, even get I'm, out of bed? Exactly. I, I will which, think negatively about it. Which offense do you trust more, though? Like, do you? Well, Saints. I just made my statement. Saints. Saints, <laughs> Saints with a backup Taysom quarterback and... down, a bunch of receivers. I mean, I it's... trust Andy Dalton as much as Kyler Murray right now, and with the environment that Kyler Murray's in. I think the Saints' offense looks better. Yeah, they they're they've been getting some things going on the running game, Mark Ingram and Kamara, and then I swear the success rate of Taysom Hill plays this year is one thousand fifty percent. I don't like every Taysom Hill play feels like it's 12 yards automatic. More Taysom Hill. Let's do it. Their offensive line is actually playing better lately. But the Saints and, and Saints fans will, will push back on this a little bit. They are completely unpredictable. They Every unit is completely different from one game to the next. Their strengths and weaknesses are different from one game to the next. And they fi- they're a team that finds ways to lose despite like good things happening. They're 31st in special teams. But I have one stat I just have to get out sure. here before we leave. It is... Uh, one you guys of the most are more amazing worried about stats. me rushing than I actually am, but that's fine. Keep going. Oh, okay. no, I'm, not, I'm not worried. Like, I just figured yeah. I've, I've hit my quota of We're only of one fourth through this TNF preview day. <laughs> yes, yeah, we, can, like we can stay for like an hour. I was back to you again. Like you guys could go <laughs> Mark, on for three hours. I won't be here. <laughs> uh, the Cardinals last won a game in their home. Is it still State Farm Stadium? It's in Glendale. So. They're going to have a yes. Super Bowl there. They last won a game at home on October 24th, 2021. That was a game against the Houston Texans that made them 7-0 and last season. Mm-mm. Oh, remember that? They have not won a game there since. That's, re- that's amazing. It's ridiculous. How is it possible? I don't know. Really? I just, I'm thinking back to the Friday Fun Show last week when I was asked why I hate the Cardinals. It's stats like that. This is just a wandering lost team right now with a um, a front office and coaches. They just all got extensions and everybody was celebrating. And everyone, everyone that follows the sport was wondering, man, not only do we not know if this is the right combination for success, they just re-upped with all these guys. Well, you reap what you sow. I was about to just kill him for having Matt Amendola still as their kicker, which I couldn't believe he kicked last week. He's been mm-hmm. struggling all season long. Matt Prater's back, so they actually waived Amendola to bring to make space for Don, DeAndre Hopkins. I was going to say, L- Will Lutz is an underrated kicker. Um, that would have been a big... I, this game screams to me 1917 um, because of what we've seen on Thursday night and scoring in general is down in the league and everything else that's going on right now. Um, the kickers make a big difference. I'm going to go 25-23 Saints just to give a little more points for Al. I just want to think positive. Give some points to Al. One of these, you know, one of these teams to me is very much in this stew in the NFC with a 3 and 4 record. 
But one of these teams is like the spiral and the coaching questions, and there will be many for Dennis Allen, too, if they lose. Mm-hmm. We'll all start if they lose. So it's ni- a sneaky big game. Yeah, sneaky give me 1917 Saints. What happens to Al and by um, linkage, Kirk Herbstreet, if the Cardinals <laughs> win this game, as I predict, 3 nothing. Do do not. Do not put that out there. Well, now it won't happen, but I could see a a strange. Their defense has played great. What was that article we read? We read an article by Dan Bickley, who's like a longtime uh, columnist, maybe the most influential guy in Arizona, who all but said fire Cliff Kingsbury and hire Vance Joseph if they lose this game. The DC who's interesting. And there's some other media members in the Arizona, you know. Uh, sphere that are kind of really putting the heat on the Bidwells to make a change already. I don't think that's going to happen. They just handed out extensions yeah. to everybody. It's not going to happen. I don't know if it, it was matters. a weird move when it happened. They got at least going to wait till after the season. They're I right. mean, this is the same team that also drafted a first a quarterback yeah. in the top 10, then drafted a quarterback in the top 10. I guess anything's possible. They did do the right thing but there. But that's a huge uh, acknowledgement of failure if they fire Cliff Kling- Kingsbury before the end of the season even. Let alone two years from now, it would be all right. That's enough. Well, get excited for TNF. Saints won't let yeah. this game be boring, I promise. Their games are not boring this year. I'm they're not worried about the Saints. Sneaky, they're, they're Honestly, I'm not worried they're about weird. the Saints. I think the yeah. Saints will give us something uh, to root for. We need the Cardinals to step up. How, I mean, well, that's maybe another Hopkins pep will be talk. good. Yeah. Hey, Cards, we believe in you. Well, we already got Kyler's covered. We got the Cards covered. Yeah. Right. He's motivated. It's going to be a TNF great game. And TNF invites um, ultra weirdness. So I yeah. think this, the Cardinals will be also. Um, Let's have some JJ. That's what I like about it. Some JJ Watt shots of like him firing up his teammates. Like, Let's go get Watt back in the mix. That was the TNF preview presented by Prime Video. The new era of Thursday Night Football is officially here, and it's only on Prime Video. Anything else? <laughs> Colleen, you've said it Big all. Big night of baseball. Ooh, the Phils, the fighting Phils. That's right. It's the San Diego Padres. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. excited. Wow, that I is a big, it's a big night in Philadelphia. Yeah. Opening night for Sixers, NBA. Sixers, Sixers are Celtics tipping off. Too. What a day of American oh. sports. Uh-huh. Mark, what's your choice? You have all the – what a buffet of sports I'm outside gonna the NFL check out the, at least sphere. I'm going to check out part of this Yankees game so that I can Cleveland. understand what you're going through. Cleveland. Siciliano, by the way. I'm not a Guardians fan. Just Siciliano, who I really like, Andrew. He's a really good dude. He is a very serious Guardians Cleveland yes, sports is. fan, yep. and he was not even down to talk about the circumstances beyond the behind the rainout uh, and a potential Yankee conspiracy. He's one of those dudes, oh, and I no. loved it. And uh, either way, it's like I'm tiptoeing around Siciliano, win or a loss, uh, because he either mm. is going to be gloating potentially or very salty. He, he talked to me about it in the office and gave me the lowdown because oh, I no. made it clear I'm not a baseball. <laughs> I would love to hear now, does he the think, debrief. So they are the, the Yankees and commissioner. They conspired. Um, no, he did not say with, that. With higher uh, authorities to bring rain into the New York area. Is that, uh, that is their power? No, to rain out, to essentially <laughs> postpone a game that they could have gotten in yesterday, which then allowed could they certain have? It was advantages. Raining to present themselves. You could have started the game at 10 p.m. or something. You could have done a two-and-a-half-hour well, delay or something. Though. That's ridiculous. I mean, hey, talk to talk to Siciliano about it. What, are they going to be playing at 1 in the morning? Kids can't watch these games right. anyways See, as it is. Now, now I'm missing the game to talk yeah. about. I know. All right, all right, all right. And that seems just like seems an absurd strategy. Got to get out of here. As right. the season goes on, often the hard outs become harder. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, and you set out that conversation. Rosenthal. I'm Switzerland. <laughs> no, you're not. First, oh, yes, always. Whenever I think of yeah. Greg, I think Switzerland. <laughs> 
We'll be back on <laughs> Thursday with the Thursday night uh, or the what do we do on Thursday? Our preview <laughs> show. We do the preview, preview show. Yes, we preview Seven. all the games. And then, of course, Thursday night, uh, we used to do a recap. I don't even know what's happening anymore. I know. Friday, Friday we'll, Fun we'll Show will recap the yeah. Thursday night game we just previewed. That's it. Till then, Dan Hans is signing off for The Quiet Storm. Come on. You got it. There it is. Gravedigger. What's up, Gravedigger? We didn't hear from you today. <laughs> oh, hey. What? No, what? I can't do what? it at the same time. Oh. <laughs> Great job on the Monday night pre- uh, recap there, Gravedigger. Heave the call. <laughs> You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.